A former director of failed online grocer, Supi, who resigned just days before it went under, won't say when he knew the company was in trouble. Voluntary administrators have been brought in after a key investor pulled the pin, with Supi owing about $3 million to creditors. 120 staff instantly lost their jobs and are unlikely to be paid their owed wages. Founder Sarah Ball launched the Auckland-based independent virtual supermarket in 2021 in competition with the two big chains. The company had three directors up until last Friday, when two bailed out just before the company's financial predicament was made public. Former director Ben Keeps says the company acted as soon as it knew it was in trouble. It's disappointing for everyone. Um, Sarah Ball put her absolute heart and soul uh, and three or four years' work into this into this business and, frankly, has done better providing competition in the grocery sector than, than anyone else has done before. So um, from that perspective, it's really sad for her. It's, it's sad for staff. It's sad for investors. Uh, and it's sad for, for New Zealand because uh, Supi was, was providing some much-needed competition that sadly isn't going to be there anymore. I know it's early days, but what do you think went wrong? So, I mean, Tex Edwards, um, the uh, sort of competition guru, has commented at length about how broken how broken the grocery sector is in New Zealand. Um, you know, there's a duopoly, uh, there's fear from suppliers around supplying others. Um, our capital markets are difficult um, because because of the duopoly situation. There's not a lot of people that really want to put a lot of money into into backing alternative competitors. Uh, there's just a, a bunch of stuff that made it really difficult. But uh, I mean, the, the, the context, I guess, is that startups are difficult and startups do fail. And it, it's sad and unfortunate. But this is a part of having a, a vibrant ecosystem. Supi did pretty well in a capital raises over the last 24 months, about 10 million, I think it was. I mean, what did that go into? That went to, to to building a technology platform, to building a brand, to to obviously you know getting sales out there, marketing, building a team. Um, there's a lot involved. Uh, there's a lot involved in any startup. There's even more involved when it, it's a startup that deals with inventory and products and hard goods and and shipping stuff around the country. So um, yeah, that's that's what we did. Do you stand by decisions made on where that money went? Do you think it was spent in the right places? Oh, I mean, I, you know, so. Um, Every, every uh, founder, uh, executive, or, or board member from a startup will say that every day they, they they make mistakes, and every day they try and learn from those mistakes and do and do better. You know, overall, I, you know, I think we did a good job getting getting where we got. It's 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 uh, tragic that we didn't. Um, you know, we didn't see success at the at the end of it, and and, and obviously some of that comes down to some decisions we that we made and some of it comes down to external factors. When did you realise um, things weren't going well? Um, so there's a bunch of stuff that will come out through the administration process and I'm, I'm obviously not at liberty to comment. So there's about $3 million owed to, to different people. That doesn't happen overnight, does it? It takes time to build up that level. Of... No, we were... Yeah, I mean, there's there's a bunch of different things in there. There's there's, there's wages, obviously, which is a real, a real shame. There's there's leases, there's there's stock, um, all those sorts of things. We were we were in the middle of a fundraise, and we had um, we had been really successful with that fundraise, and then ultimately that um, that turned out not to be the case, um, and and that 
that's why the situation ended up where it was. Did you capital raise to pay bills? I mean, any startup capital raises to, to, to buy stock, to build product, to market, to get in, you know, get in the market and, and, and deliver. That's that's what, what any startup does. So that that's why you capital raise. But you can't say when you started to realise things were not going to work out. Was it was it days or weeks or months? Uh, I mean, so we had a board of directors. That board of directors were well aware of its obligations, um, and you know, at all times we we complied with those obligations. And you know, that for those that are um, you know commercial law, lawyers, that will tell them that uh, you know exactly what we did and didn't do. So, Ben, are you yeah. saying that you never, ever continued to trade while you were insolvent? Uh, I mean, the, the way these things work is as soon as, you know, directors have an obligation, is as soon as they realise that things aren't working, they, they have an obligation to, to take action, and, and that's what happened. Right. So, on what day did you take action? I'm not going to go. I'm not going to litigate. Go through a, a, lot, a timeline of exactly when things happened, um, but uh, you know, suffice it to say that uh, the the administrators were called in on um, on the weekend and, and they made their announcement on Monday, and it's in their hands now. Right, because you obviously removed yourself as a director. When exactly did you do that? So and the, why? the way. Yeah, so the way that these these things work, there were there were three directors, and uh, we were spread around the country. Uh, once it was obvious that um, administration was the course to take, uh, the reality of that is that you actually need people to be able to sign pieces of paper physically, be on the ground, meet with administrators, you know, go through documentation and those sorts of things. Um, so, in order to give the the founder and CE the um the ability to, to to move at pace and to do that stuff without needing you know without having us in in Auckland uh that's why we stood down prior to the weekend there was not one signal not one warning bell not one alarm that went off that things were not going as they should be uh well, it was prior to the weekend because it was you know we had we had a board meeting on Friday but as soon as we were we were aware of the situation we were in, and a lot of it relates to to the capital raise that that I'm unfortunately not at liberty to to discuss. But as soon as we were aware of that, we took action. So the 120 people who have lost their jobs and were completely blindsided by that, and saying they're not going to get their wages, they're not going to get holiday pay that they are owed. Could you please speak to them now? What is your message? So, I mean, in terms of in, in terms of what they're owed, that's that's with the administrators, and I, you know, I don't have any visibility over that. Uh, but I mean, the, the do you have any problem... sympathy though, Ben? No, no, if so, not so, visibility. Yeah, so, so absolutely, the the most important thing is, is is a humanistic one. So, outside of the legalities and those sorts of things, this is this is you know tragic for everyone. Um, lots of people have lost money. Some people have lost their jobs. Some people, uh, you know maybe put orders in and, and, and aren't going to get their stuff. This is not, you know, no one no one is happy about this. No one has profited from this. And so um, I have, you know, no end of sympathy for those people uh, mm. as, as a human being. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And I suppose they are literally at, and figuratively at the bottom of the food chain, Ben. Is there any chance that they will get any money? Well, they aren't actually at the bottom of the food chain. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of other people who are far further, further down on the food chain than they are. Um, 
myself included. But uh, I mean, I, I I have zero visibility around the administration process, so that's a, that's a question for PwC.